Welcome to Eternal Pages. I'm your host, Elder Roger Roll, and we are blessed to have in studio with us today, Pastor Wilson Isnor, and he's going to help us discuss the topic of mysticism, spiritualism, and exorcism. Now, Pastor Isnod is the Personal Ministries Director for the South Bahamas Conference, He's also, he pastors two churches, the Grandstown Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Francophone Seventh-day Adventist Church. So he has a very busy schedule, and we're blessed that he's taken time out to come and share with us. Welcome, Pastor Isna. Thank you, Elder Rule. It is indeed a delight to be with you in the studio today. And be, just before we jump into our topic, mysticism, spiritualism, and exorcism, I would ask you to give us a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to call upon your name. Thank you for the gift of life for your son Jesus in whom we live, we move, and have our being. Lord, we invite your divine presence to be with us so that this program can be a blessing to those who will watch and listen to it. Thank you for hearing, because we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so for our background, I would like to read a passage from the book of Acts, Acts uh, chapter 19, and I will read from verse, begin at verse 11 down to verse 20. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 reads, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were bought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that, that house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. And I say amen. So I would ask you, Pastor, is spiritualism, mysticism, demon possession, 
does that exist today like we see here in this account? Well, um, Ella Rule, first and foremost, in answering this question, let me say that there are two opposite forces in the world. There is a force of good and a force of evil. In other words, there is a spiritual war raging, a spiritual battle. Even when we go to the writings of the Apostle Paul, in Ephesians 6 verse 12, Paul helps us to understand the reality of the spiritual war that is going on, where he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, Mm -hmm. against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, there is a war, a spiritual war going on, and it is real. There are many who who are of the view that evil does not exist. But we should go to, to the origin of demonic spirits. You remember when God created the, the universe. He created the heaven and the earth, and he created all the angels. Now, when Lucifer decided that He would not worship God anymore. The Bible says there was a war in heaven. And one-third of the angels were cast out of heaven with with Lucifer who became the devil. So now the devil is using the one-third of the fallen angels to do demonic activities. So in, in, in the spiritual realm, there is a war, there is a battle going on. Mm-hmm. So we find here that it says that these seven, seven men uh, were, went about doing exorcists, uh, which means getting demons out of, out of people. But here we have that they attempted to use the name of Jesus and also Paul in their efforts to get rid of this demon, and it, and it backfired on them. How, how is it that the demon overpowered them? How is it that they were not able to properly exercise that demon? Well, uh, the reason why, one of the reasons why they were na- not able to cast out the demons was because they were not connected to Christ. Mm. Because they they saw Paul casting out demons and they thought that they could use the, the Jesus that Paul was using to rebuke the evil spirit. They thought that they could do the same without having a relationship with Jesus. So this is the reason why even the demons in the man spoke by saying, Paul, I know. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I know. Mm -hmm. 
But who are you? As a result of not having a connection with God, they were not able to cast out the demons. In fact, the demons entered the seven men, seven son, sons of Sceva, and made them so ashamed publicly to the point that they went their way naked because you cannot approach persons who are demon-possessed without having a connection with God because the power to cast out demons is in Christ. Amen. You know, and I must say that there are, even in our churches, um, there are persons who believe that being able to cast out demon is a spiritual gift that a specific group received from God. No. Every single believer in Christ has been empowered to cast out demons. You remember in Mark chapter 16, 17 and 18, Jesus says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. These signs shall follow them that believe. Mm -hmm. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Mm -hmm. So every single person who has confessed Christ as Lord and Savior has been equipped and empowered to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Some members of our church think that, hey, it is only the pastor. Yes. It is the elder, the deacon. No, every single one of us. In order for it to happen, we must have that connection with Christ. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so um, today in our society, do we see persons um, who are demon-possessed? Do we see uh, persons who practice uh, magic or mysticism? Do we see persons who uh, rely on evil powers to get things done in our society? Oh, yes. In every civilization, you will have persons who believe in supernatural powers to function. Everywhere, in every society, you will have those who rely on magic, to function. I said that to say this. Um, as a pastor, I have encountered um, cases where persons who had sold their souls to the devil mm. and came to the point that they could not practice the evilness that they were practicing. And they, 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 they wanted to be free. Just two years ago, a young lady came to me. That was the first time I ever met her. She said to me, Pastor, I sold my soul to the devil, and I want to be free from that. I need to be baptized, and if you don't baptize me, my blood will be on your shoulder. Mm. And I know the culture. 
I said to her, okay, um, do you have anything in your house? She said, yes. And I made an appointment with her to go to the house. When I got there, she said to me, you see, Pastor, this closet, if you are not serious about Christ, don't open it. She said to me, every night, there is a snake, big snake, snake that would come and crawl on her. In fact, she said something that was so fascinating to me. She said one night she went to bed in a dream. The devil married her. She woke up with a ring on her finger. And the snake, the devil, took the form of a snake to lay with her on the bed. And when I entered the room, I was not afraid because I know once you have the connection, yes. greater is yes. he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yes. So I opened the closet. Immediately, I felt something. And I said, you know what? Give me a bag. I put all the stuff that she had in the closet in a, in a bag. And we went somewhere in a desolate place. I called another friend of mine, an elder, and we had a prayer, and we burned them up. Amen. And uh, when we were on our way back, I had an experience, the three of us in the car. I got to, to a, a roundabout, the Fox Hill roundabout. I did not know where I was. Mm. The pastor was confused. The, the elder, it was, the, it was so real to the point that we had to stop and send up a prayer. Yes. And immediately, God guided us. Amen. So the, the spiritual warfare is real. The young lady got baptized. In fact, the devil came in a dream, said to her, you will not get out of the water. And I said to her, don't panic. You will go in the water. You will be baptized and come out in the name of Jesus. I saw something in the water. She did not have any stones in her hand. The other pastor who was with me saw what took place. As I was saying, according to your professional faith as a minister of the gospel, I saw three little stones come out of her hand. And fell in the water. Mm. So whatever she was practicing, the covenant relationship that she had with the devil was broken, broken. in the water. Amen. She came out. Now she is a, a, a one of the Sabbath school superintendents Amen. in one of our churches. Amen. So <laughs> we know Jesus says. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Mm -hmm. And the power is available not only for the pastor, for the elder, but for the entire membership. One has to be connected to Christ in order for you to see the power of God when it comes to casting out demons. Amen. Amen. So, and so, Pastor... We read in the passage where there was an, an effect, a reaction to what this event, when persons heard about what had happened, they came 
Some of them brought magic books, and they literally burnt those very expensive magic books. We're also told that persons basically recommitted themselves to Christ because of this. And, and, and I believe that that probably caused persons in the church where this lady is serving now to cause a recommitment to, to Christ. But the thing is, it says that they brought their magic books. Uh, what, are, what, what are some of the things that hold us from having such a connection so that we do not end up like the seven sons of Seaver, where we're not sold out to Christ. We believe we have a relationship, but there's something interrupting that relationship. Well, um, what I would like to say in response to this vital question is that God wants us to spend quality time with him daily. The people of God needs to understand that unless we take prayer seriously, unless we meditate on God's word daily, the power, the empowerment that we need to represent Christ in this sinful world, we will not receive it. Because there are certain things, as Jesus says, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. Amen. So there are certain practices that have to be dealt with. For example, if someone is practicing um, fornication, adultery, uh, continue to watch uh, uh, porn movies, these things will weaken you you will not have the power that you need mm. to be victorious in this spiritual warfare because Paul was a dedicated man to Christ. So one has to be dedicated. This is the reason why he spent some quality time dealing with the rich craft, the spirit of idolatry in this country, Ephesus which was so wrapped up in uh, mysticism. So he stood up and uh, demonstrated to them that the power that can deliver one's soul is Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. To yes, the sir. point that his testimony about the power of God was so strong. The men were convinced and realized that, hey, magic cannot do it. That's it. They burned up everything and they followed Christ. So we too, as God's people, should examine ourselves. We may not be practicing magic literally, but there are some stuff that we need to get rid of mm -hmm. so that the power of God can indwell us to represent him in this sinful world in our communities the same way God the same way Paul represented him back then yes pastor and I, I totally agree so um, in how do we connect 
Ephesus to our society. When we talk about mysticism, spiritualism, and exorcism, um, in our day, we hear of things like Obear and Voodoo and Black Magic. Do persons in our society practice these things today? Oh, yes, of course. There are many. Remember I said to you, in, in this world, there are two opposite forces. Either you mm -hmm. practice the force of good or the force of evil. So we have men in every sphere of life that are practicing magic, whether for them to be successful in, in their businesses, mm. to, to have wealth, popularity, to remain on power, you know, in certain culture, you would find men who would go to the Obia man mm -hmm. to equip them to, to, do, to, to be successful in leadership. It's all about power. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. men, people would say, what, would do whatever it takes just for power mm -hmm. and position. So, so believers today, what are, are, speak to them in particular, what are exactly, uh, you would say, you mentioned pornography. Uh, what are some of the things that, that we hold on to that perhaps we should burn so that we are more uh, focused on having a complete relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, you see, the spirit of materialism, uh, if there is one thing that we need to, as believers, we need to ask God to help us to overcome is the spirit of materialism. We want to work hard and neglect what is most important, which is our soul salvation, our relationship with Christ. I have persons in my, in my, uh, some of the congregations that I, 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 I pastor, persons who don't have time even for themselves. Mm. They work in the, uh, one job. After this one, they would go to another one. And when they come to church, they cannot worship mentally. They, they are not prepared to worship because they, they don't have time for spirituality. They don't have time for God. So the spirit of materialism, the spirit of lying, the spirit of gossiping, huh? yes, the spirit, yes, the spirit yes. uh, of, of... There are many things that I could mention that can weaken one's spiritual walk with God. So the bottom line is for God's people to understand that the power that God offers can only be accessed through a commitment to prayer, to Bible study, and even sharing Christ with others. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. And... And so um, as, as we begin to wind down, today, if uh, persons of our faith, if we were to encounter someone who is demon-possessed, how would you advise and encourage us to be able to address that situation? Wonderful. 
Um, let me quickly use um, an experience that I had. A school principal several years ago one morning called me saying, uh, there is a student who is demon-possessed right here in Nassau. And when I got there, the child was crawling on the floor like a snake, and the father was there. And when I arrived, I just, I began to pray. And immediately, the demon in the girl started to shout, I see fire, I see fire. Leave me alone, leave me alone. Let me go, I'm burning. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, evil spirit. And the young girl became calm. Amen. And the father was not a Christian. He fell on his knees and said, Pastor, please pray for me. I said that to say this. The devil, demons cannot pronounce the name of Jesus. If a member encounters a situation where someone is demon-possessed, there is a test you can run. Mm. Ask the person who is demon-possessed to say Jesus. You will never hear a person who is demon-possessed say Jesus. <clears throat> because this name is too powerful. At the mention of the name, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. demons mm -hmm. shall flee. Mm -hmm. So that's the first test, you know? That's the first test. And then if the person says Jesus, it will convey a message. It might be a psychological problem, a mental problem. So that's the test you have to run. If the person, if the person who is demon-possessed cannot say Jesus, now... You must begin to pray, sing songs, read psalms. It is not you. It is Jesus. Once you begin to pray, you begin to sing and call upon the name of Jesus. The demon has to go. You don't have to be afraid of the demon. Mm. Jesus has empowered you. Just call upon his name in faith and watch Jesus rebukes. Amen. The evil spirits. Amen. Amen. Such 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 a powerful, and I'm I'm sure that um, those who hear this will uh, definitely be encouraged because often in my experience, we tend to see the opposite. Um, if uh, we encounter a demon possessed person, we tend to back off as opposed to, and, and as you mentioned earlier, we look around for the pastor or the <laughs> elder to deal with the situation. That's not something that we as laypersons no. should do. And as, as, as you rightly pointed out, everyone who has a relationship with Jesus Amen. Christ Amen. should be able yes. to cast out. According uh, to Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so, Pastor, we see here that uh, what happened in Ephesus in Paul's day and is happening here in our society. And you mentioned the spirit of materialism, and especially here in, in our country. Um, the cost of the books, it is estimated that they were worth millions, millions. of dollars mm. that they burnt. Um, and we're encouraged to, to burn them as opposed to, you know, sometimes uh, a woman might have uh, an expensive 
uh, piece of clothing that's, that exposes her body. And when she comes to Christ, she doesn't want to wear it anymore. But sometimes she, she hands it, she gives it to another woman to wear, as opposed to, but our example here is not to pass it on, but to actually destroy it. Destroy it, because what is not good for me should not be good for somebody else. Amen, amen. And so we're encouraged, brothers and sisters, and I, I by what Pastor is not has shared and we thank him so much for being here and we thank you for listening to this very important topic mysticism spiritualism and exorcism god bless <laughs>